1: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts
0: what's up everybody and welcome to crossover Thursday here on the locked on podcast network I'm Joe Marino host of locked on bills joined by James Rapine the host of locked on Bengals We're here to get you ready for a big divisional round playoff matchup between the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is so much fun and it's easy to play. There's no competing with other players. It's you just you versus the projections available. All you do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their prize picks projection, you get up to 10 times your money on your entry. It can literally take less than 60 seconds to enter. It is that easy. We love Prize Picks, and we know that you will too. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com. Promo code Locked On. Well, James, we had a feeling we'd be getting a chance to do this again, and here we are. Playoff matchup. This time it's in Buffalo. Welcome a big, big story, big, big game here to uh, to reflect upon. Oh man,
2: it's uh, it doesn't get much bigger, and it's. It's one of those games where, yeah, we previewed it a few weeks ago, and it felt like that that game, that Monday night game, and we just got a snippet of it, of course, and I'm so grateful and and thankful, and I think everybody in Cincinnati and throughout the Bengals fan base, thankful that Damar Hamlin is recovering and continues to do better and better, it seems like, with every update. But I thought we were in for a game, Joe. I thought, it, like, just the start of it, the atmosphere at Paycor Stadium, the Bengals' offense was playing well. Obviously, the Bills scored on their first possession. I was like, oh, man, this is about to be a classic. And so that's kind of my expectation, and I think that's the storyline going into this one. Obviously, there's more on the line, but it's Burrow, it's Allen for the first time. That Week 17 game doesn't doesn't count, and so now it's – It's that. And I think that's the story is this, this might be the game of the playoffs. And you you don't know it until after the fact. But a lot of certainly a lot of Bills fans and Chiefs fans would have said that the game of the playoffs last year was the divisional round, right? In Kansas City and everything that went into that game. Well, wouldn't shock me if this, this Bengals Bills game uh, lives up to the hype as well.
0: You know, James, when I think about the, what was it, nine minute snippet of Bills Bengals that we got a chance to see. You know, what stands out to me is Zach Taylor said, I want the ball. He said, I want the ball. And we're going yep. deep on the first play. We're going at Trey white with Jamar chase. And then obviously that touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd was vintage Joe Burrow accurate, great route from Boyd. And, you know, they're obviously humming on that next drive that you know, it was it, Josh Allen gets the ball, throws deep, right? Draws the uh, the flag. And you could just see a very aggressive mentality from both teams and uh, that just gave us a little taste of the mindset of both of those teams for that game. And, you know, obviously the stakes are even bigger this time around someone's losing streaks going to end James. I know the what did the Bengals? It was an eight or nine in a row. Uh, nine said, now, nine, nine uh, the bills, now with the playoffs. The bills are at eight in a row. So someone it's over for somebody on, on Sunday. And um, I think you're going to see a really aggressive game plan from both teams. And, That's my storyline for the Bills, is what is this offense going to look like? Because, James, over the last several weeks, the Bills have really leaned into this vertical passing offense, and Mm -hmm. certainly the Miami game that was just played in the playoffs was a big-time lean into the vertical passing game. Uh, I think something like 33% of Josh Allen's targets were 20 yards down the field. I mean, they were looking for some big plays, and Miami was – blitzing like crazy giving man coverage and you know how it goes uh, this is very similar to what the Bengals have dealt with playing the Ravens so many times this year and then so many times frequently right the Bills recently played the Dolphins and other Ravens played the Bengals multiple times in a row and so you just get new challenges right because you know each other so well and you don't want to necessarily lean into all the same stuff all the time and so the Bills said you know what if you're going to blitz this all day long we're going to throw it deep all day long and make you pay. And 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 in some instances, they made them pay. And there were some really big throws from Josh Allen and some big explosive plays down the field. Um, but also it when you lean into low percentage plays, right, I don't care who your quarterback is, I don't care what receivers you have, throwing the ball down the field is generally low percentage. And I think because of that, it, it introduced some lulls for the Bills on offense. And you saw that against uh, the Dolphins and even in some of their most recent games against the the Bears – and the uh, the Patriots, where they were big play hunting, and they made a lot of big plays, but it came with some lulls. And uh, you you worry about that going into a, a game against Cincinnati, who, you know obviously joe burrow and and Josh Allen can both score in bunches, but you don't want to have those lulls. And so I'm very mm-hmm. interested in seeing if the bills choose to stay very aggressive with their passing game or if they become more balanced with their passing game, and then how much rushing offense they introduce into this ballgame, the Bills have been a good rushing offense this year, number seven in yards per game, number two in yards per attempt, and you feel like that's an advantage that they have, being a two-dimensional offense in ways that Cincinnati's not, especially being the home team. And so my storyline is, what is the offense going to look like? Is it going to be Josh Allen launching the ball down the field? Is it going to be more balanced in terms of the passing game? How much rushing offense is introduced? Um, It seems like the Bills have offense uh, options, which is a good thing, and that certainly puts – The Bengals in an interesting spot from a a preparation standpoint because there's so many different ways the Bills can attack. But my storyline that I'm focused in on is what are the Bills going to do offensively? What does this look like on Sunday afternoon? And
2: sticking with the offense, the Bengals' big storyline, and it's an unfortunate one, but it's the offensive line. And they're going to be without, um, barring a miracle, three of their five starters across their offensive line. Lyle Collins, who... Uh, wasn't out there for that week 17 matchup, even though it was you know less than a quarter. He tore his ACL and is out for the year at right tackle. Akima Adeneji will take his spot and, and start on Sunday. And he's played okay. But then you lose Alex Kappa in week 18, and Max Sharping has to step up. And then last week, Jonah Williams goes down with a, a dislocated kneecap. Doesn't sound like he's going to be able to go this week. Maybe returns at some point during the playoffs. But you have to advance and, and survive. And so... Who plays left tackle? It was Jackson Carmen against the Ravens. Will it continue to be Jackson Carmen? He's not listed, by the way, on the Bengals' official depth chart as a tackle at all. Deontay Smith is the backup tackle. So I think that's interesting. I also think there's a chance that Isaiah Prince, who's on the practice squad, could get elevated. So there's multiple guys, potentially at least, as we record this, in the running for that left tackle spot. And none of them make you feel great about the state of this offensive line, Joe, and and what we saw last year from this team. Yeah, they made a Super Bowl run, but it was a grind, and it was a grind because this offensive line was really, really bad. And they went out, and they appeared to fix it in free agency, and it took some time, but this offensive line was really gelling, and this offense was gelling. Joe Burrow believed in it at times this season. They showed they can run the ball. Well, when you lose Collins and you lose Kappa, two guys that were really great as run blockers, that run game has come back down to earth. And they were never amazing running it, but you're right. They they've been one dimensional in recent weeks. And so now I wonder, do they try to run it still with, you know, backup linemen in? Or is this more of a aired out game? Let Joe Burrow cook, give him two and a half seconds, and then he's, you know, kind of uh Um, going off on his own, making plays the way we've seen him do. I I think that might be their plan. But can they at least be efficient on the ground? That's certainly a question mark as well. But it, it all starts with this offensive line. So who's in there at left tackle? And can this offensive line just be better than the one last year that really didn't do enough? They found ways to overcome it against Tennessee in the divisional round after he got sacked nine times he played burrow played amazing in the afc championship game against the chiefs to to avoid being sacked a ton by chris jones and company it's uh it's a big ask to to go on the road and do that in any playoff game so that's what i'm paying attention to you
0: know, i i got a feeling these teams are going to lean into these quarterbacks the run game will probably be secondary for both teams and i have some thoughts yep. to share on this bill's defensive line and its opportunity to take advantage of the bengals offensive line here in just a moment in the matchup segment. But first. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. They have every sport over at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those as well over at BetOnline. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: Joe, let's dive into these matchups because there are a ton of them to, to talk about and I'm sure we'll we'll get to the offensive line. But there's one you mentioned and I, I thought it was was mighty, mighty interesting in that Week 17 matchup. First play. Jamar Chase, Tredavious White. We know White was coming off of uh, the ACL and and hasn't played all season long. How has he played? Because I obviously watched a a lot of that Miami game, and I thought he played pretty well, and yet I also saw Jalen Waddell drop some passes or not catch some contested plays that I would expect Jamar Chase or T. Higgins, guys like that, to to make plays. So how is the secondary overall, and, and specifically Tredavious White?
0: Tredavious White has started to work back in. Uh, He returned Thanksgiving against the Lions and played about 20% of the snaps and then about half the snaps. And then since then, it's been every single snap. And I think throughout the season, he's gained more confidence. Um, And I think he's had some really good performances, especially against the Patriots lately. And um, some of those games on the stretch where you saw him start to make an impact at the catch point. But, you know, obviously Jalen Waddell, a, a player that, probably one of the five fastest receivers in the league and, and Trey White's not going to be able to run with them. I thought he did a good job of using recovery speed and playing the hands and being able to, to force them in completions there. But yeah, I think there's some stronger handed guys coming here in chase and chase and Higgins that uh, can really present some challenges at the catch point. And so I think Trey White will obviously have a big test. I think you feel good about that to an extent, if you're the bills because Trey White is one of your key franchise cornerstones Is been one of the better cornerbacks in the league over the last several seasons obviously you know coming off of an injury things can look a bit a little bit different and I think at times you've seen vintage Trey White and at times you've you've um you've seen him still kind of working back but I think the consistency has leveled off recently you know for me I, I I certainly am mindful of Trey White but I I'm really interested to see what they do at the other cornerback position where the bills have rotated all season long. Whether it's been Kyer Elam, their first-round pick, Christian Penford, their sixth-round pick, who's really exceeded expectations, a rookie out of Villanova, and then Dane Jackson, um, who's been who's played a lot of football over the last couple of years with Trey White being out and uh, filling in when he's been asked to, and he's he's played fairly well. And you know they've been rotating, but it, it, the more this season plays out, the more you get comfortable with Kyer Elam. And you certainly know as the first-round pick with the size, the athleticism, the ball skills you know he gives you the biggest chance to um, provide the best physical matchup to to line up against these really good Bengals receivers. And certainly his best ability is his ball skills. And so I say all that to say when you know Joe Burrow, a good, accurate quarterback, is going to want to throw the ball to really good catch point players and Higgins and, and Boyd, you'd like to lean into Kyer Elam. Now the question is will the Bills do it? Will he be the primary player opposite of Trey White or are the, is the rotation going to continue? I think Bills fans are really hoping to see – Kyer Elam as the guy who gives you the best chance, I think, to match up against those receivers. Yeah, this is this
2: matchup. And the reason I, I kind of skipped over the offensive line is we know the Bengals' offensive line is below average now. That's I've kind of accepted that. And if they're going to win in advance, a big reason why they did last year is because Burrow was playing out of his mind and the skill players made big plays in big moments. You know, the Chiefs game, it was just one big play after another. And in all throughout that run, they, they had issues in the trenches, but to overcome that, they had a great quarterback, great play from their skill guys. And I think that this is a matchup where Bill's secondary Bengals skill players as a whole, and you could throw the running backs and Hayden Hurst and all of these guys in that, that bucket along with Tyler Boyd, of course, I haven't mentioned him yet. They need to win that if they're going to escape Orchard Park with a win. And, it, it it really is that simple to me now there's a lot of other variables but this matchup is a, a big one because if if Jamar Chase if his longest catch is 19 yards and you don't generate any big plays are you going to be able to march down field 5 times 6 times and score i i think that's a, a lot to ask when your offensive line is is flawed that way so you're going to need some big plays it doesn't mean you can't score 6 times but it it means that uh you're going to have to have some big plays where they're not 10, 12 play drives like they've been in recent weeks.
0: Well, James, I I know you, we've all acknowledged the the status of the Bengals' offensive line, but <clears throat> excuse me. What's interesting to me about it is I don't think the Bills have done a good job this year of taking advantage of undermanned offensive lines. Mm. Um, last week against the Dolphins is a great example where I mean they were they had a practice squad left guard. Ah, uh, their right guard played right tackle, a backup right guard. Teron Armstead played with like 15 different injuries after missing the last couple of weeks, and I didn't think they did a good enough job affecting Skylar Thompson, a seventh-round third-string quarterback that held onto the ball for like 3.2 seconds per play, right? And for so if every. I don't think right, dude, if you can't if you can't get that guy. Uh, under duress, more I, I I have a level of concern about the Bills being able to really take advantage of this Bengals offensive line uh, against Joe Burrow, who's really good under pressure, right? And he's um very good at uh, finding his answers when he's under pressure, and I think his sack avoidance is something that has gotten better and better. And so um, while I think the Bills have talent on their defensive line, uh, I think we kind of got into this last time we spoke with several first and second round picks, but you know Von Miller's not. Going to play in this game, and and if Von Miller were playing, you'd really be licking your chops and excited about your opportunities against this offensive line. But I don't, I don't think it's been the same since he's not been available with their pass rush, especially their organic pass rush, sending just four rushers. And I think some of their their best moments getting after the quarterback has been needing to blitz a at Milano or a Tremaine Edmonds. Well, blitz Joe Burrow, and you're done, right? This guy kills the mm-hmm. blitz. So yep. uh, I have a I have a level of concern about the bills really being able to take advantage of um, the opportunities that you think they should have rushing the passer um, because it it hasn't shown up with the level of consistency that I was, we hopeful for. And I, you know, I preview every game obviously on locked on bills. And I, 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 you know, I know these players, I I talk about the opportunities that the bills are going to have. And I feel like there's been so many times this year where it's like, well, they're without both their guards, or they're with this third-string right tackle is going to play, and I, it, it, the the impact hasn't been there to the level you would expect, and I I think it has to change this week. But history doesn't really tell a good story when I I, I forecast this matchup.
2: Yeah, that has to change. If, if the Bills are going to win, obviously they could you know just outscore the Bengals, I guess, right? That's realistic too. But I, I think that that's. You have to take advantage of it and, and find a way to to get some heat on Burrow. And so that's a huge matchup. Obviously, it's the biggest storyline uh being talked about here in Cincinnati right now. Because if you just let Burrow sit back there, if he yeah. has he, yeah. he won't have three point two seconds, he won't hold the ball that long. But if he has three point two seconds, Joe,
0: I mean good night. Yeah. Good night. Oh, okay. We know, we know. It, yeah. <laughs> it, and so
2: it, so it'll be much different, is, is is my point. So how do they and by the way? Part of this is getting up for Skylar Thompson. And and I'm that game was much closer, I think, than anyone anticipated. Mm-hmm. Uh getting excited to play Skylar Thompson I just I feel like this is gonna be a completely different vibe for both teams versus you know division rivals where backup quarterbacks, not that they weren't up for the game, but it's just it's much different, it's different. Th- this week. Yeah. 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 Um but that that's interesting. It is. And I'm sure a lot of Lockdown Bengals listeners, when you were saying that, were like, well, if you're not affecting Burrow, then sign us <laughs> up because that's what that's the concern all week long. Um, on the flip side, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how Luana Romo, how this defense combats Josh Allen in, in this just arsenal of weapons he has, especially with the downfield passing. Because I watched Eli Apple get beat on a double move by Demarcus Robinson the other day for 41 yard touchdown, and no disrespect to Tyler Huntley and Demarcus Robinson. But they're no Josh Allen and insert whatever Bills wide receiver you want to mention. Obviously, Stephon Diggs leads the way. But they're going to have to be more sound because they were on their heels for the first three quarters against a, a unique offense, of course. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's different uh, in, in Baltimore, and Huntley played pretty well. But you got to find a way to get stops, and they weren't getting many of them in the first three quarters.
0: Well, my other matchup I had written down that I was curious about was Bill's wide receivers against the Bengals cornerbacks. Yeah. And, you know, I've I've given all the flowers I can to Lou Anarumo and, and a lot of this Bengals defensive personnel. I love their front. I love their linebackers. I love their safeties. I don't love their corners. I think Mm. Cam Taylor Britt, I think, has a bright future, but he's still a rookie that's finding his way. He's kind of been up and down. And, you know, Eli Apple, for I think the moments he's played better at times, I think he's still Eli Apple, a player that any team's going to go into a matchup and and really target as an opportunity to really potentially take advantage of. And I'm curious to to hear from you, James, on – what you think this looks like because i've I've heard a lot of comments about the bengals and in, in having success against quarterbacks that can extend plays. I know not every quarterback's just like Josh Allen, but I think conceptually guys that can extend plays and and um, put stress on defenses that way uh, is something to be mindful of. And so uh, Lou Rumo, I think he's got all the answers. I really do what uh, what answers do you think he's gonna have for for this matchup?
2: Ooh, yeah. I think he. I think he's going to have a lot of wrinkles. And you're right. The the cornerback room. It's just a lot to ask, and it's a lot to ask because Allen can extend plays. And I think the first thing. It's it sounds so simple, but regardless of what you're rolling out there schematically, you you better tackle, and you better be able to get Josh Allen down and at least hold on, so someone else can come help you tackle him because he's he's a big guy, right? And that's that's going to be the difference of you know between. Eight yards and twenty-two yards. I, I think that they'll do some drop eight stuff. Not a ton, but they'll they'll mix that in 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 big moments and and try to surprise Josh Allen. Will will that happen? I don't know. And I, I think that's an edge too that that Allen got to see it, even though it was for a drive. Got to face it, and and vice versa. The Bengals got to face this uh, this Bills defense. I think that that matters a little bit. Now, could there be a bunch of different wrinkles? I yeah, absolutely. There's going to be some differences. But guarding digs, I think they're probably going to – and I don't blame them. I would just double them because you mentioned it. Is it Eli Apple? You don't feel great about that matchup. Is it Cam Taylor-Britt? Well, one-on-one, those two guys, that's nightmare. And so I, I think you have to double him, and you have to hope that whoever is on Gabe Davis is physical enough, is strong enough. Ah, uh, to play through it, and then you're going to need these safeties to to step up and and make big plays because those are the veterans, those are your stars in, in the back end. With no Chidobe Awuzie, it's it's going to be tough on the secondary if these corners are getting beat. So, doubling digs, and uh, and then the other part of this, we didn't talk about the defensive line much. But they've been disruptive. This needs to be a Trey Hendrickson game. This needs to be Sam Hubbard again making some plays and DJ Reader, who we talked about on our first crossover. It, those guys need to step up, make plays, and be disruptive. So, we'll we'll see if they if they can do it. But yeah, it's a it's going to be a huge chess match where Lou Anarumo, what he's doing in quarter one, is probably much much different in the fourth, and uh, I'm sure the Bills' offense will adjust as well. And so. We'll uh, continue this conversation. We'll dive into some key matchup or some, uh, some key predictions rather it's early, but we're going to give our predictions, (laughs) but first a word from built bar built bar is the number one protein bar on the planet. High in protein, low in sugar, low in calories. It's perfect for you, whether you're in Buffalo, whether you're in Kansas city, whether you're in Atlanta or Cincinnati, notice I mentioned all the places that the AFC championship game could be held. Um, You got to catch them today and it's not just at built.com. Now you can get them at Walmart. You can get them at Sam's club and they have a flavor for everyone, whether it's their cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. You're talking about bars that have 130 calories, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. They're awesome. And peanut butter, brownie, coconut almond. There's so many different flavors. So you can check them out at built.com. Or like I said, go to Sam's club, go to Walmart and, well, you can thank us later. Bilt Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft.
0: All right, James. They they make us do predictions. But before I have a couple of questions I want to ask you. Uh, yeah, we I'm haven't okay. gotten to
2: everything yet.
0: I agree. Go ahead. Dude, like, all right, we'll 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 get to the prediction and uh, in a second. But you know, you, you started talking about this this Bengals defensive line, um, which I, I think is really good, especially if they're all healthy, Hill, Reeder, <laughs> Hendrickson, Hubbard. I mean, that's that's as good as a front four as you're gonna see in the league. And I think their depth has gained a lot of experience this year. Uh, whether it's Cam Sample or Joseph Asai or or Zachary Carter who I think has been a lot better of late than I you know remember watching him on tape earlier this season they've they've really benefited from from their reps and opportunities here down the stretch but I wanted to ask you about the relationship between a defense in Cincinnati that is very good with their pressure metrics, but they're not very good with their sack metrics. They're only getting a sack 5.1% of dropbacks. It's fourth lowest in the NFL. So I'm curious what insight you could offer about that pressure to sack conversion. And, you know, from somebody who's fully in the weeds with the Bengals like yourself, what can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, it's, it's kind of baffling to to be honest with you because there's been multiple games this year where it's like, man, Trey Hendrickson was all over the field and you noticed him a ton. And then you look up and you're like, oh, he didn't have any sacks. And it's, it's just, I don't know if it's luck, bad luck or or whatever the case is. But yeah, there there are games where it feels like they're getting after the passer, but you look up and it's not like they have five sacks. They might have a sack and Sam Hubbard led the way this year um, and led the team in sacks. Trey Hendrickson was banged up a little bit uh, towards the end of the year, but it it is weird and you know they don't blitz a ton and and they'll pick their spots to blitz and i'm sure they'll they'll have a blitz or two for Josh Allen but it will be at the right moment at the right time but yeah if you, if you get to Allen you better hold on at the same time i think that they viewed a lot of those pressures as wins because you're getting you know opposing quarterbacks to rush or throw the ball away or whatever the case is well i'm not saying Josh Allen won't throw the ball away but a lot of times he's gonna to try to extend plays, break the tackle and, <laughs> right. and make a play, right? And so if you get him, you gotta bring him down on the flip side, pressures couldn't matter because it maybe it, it makes him make a throw or attempt to throw that uh, the Bengals would prefer him making with you know the right coverage in place. So it, it has been weird though, and, and it doesn't match up. I, I will say there are games as well where they're not they haven't gotten a lot of pressure, and that might have been, injuries. Hendrickson was playing through the broken wrist, still is, but I, I think it's much healthier now than it was, say, a few weeks ago. Hubbard was out for a bit. Hill missed a little time. Reader certainly did. Um, and, and you mentioned the the depth. I, I agree with you. I think Cam Sample has certainly showed that he can be a, a reliable piece and rotation piece on this defensive line. We've seen flashes from Joseph Osai as well. That unit needs to make it's presence felt and, and needs to find a way to get the Josh Allen multiple times and whether it's rushed throws off target throws uh, or just sacks find a way to do it. I think that's a, a big storyline for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I, I've had similar conversations from the Bills side of things about pressure rate, sack rate, and it, pressures are good, right? I mean, every quarterback yeah. in the NFL is worse when they're pressured significantly. Uh, and so, yeah, you you a lot of times you play for that. You try to play them into low percentage throws, potentially some mistakes. And they're all a good thing, but I, I was I was interested because it felt like they had finishers, right? Like that was the thing no about doubt. the bills is it's like well they didn't have Von Miller, they didn't have a guy that was could really finish with consistency, um, and they don't have that player now. But that was kind of what I would lean into. But I I I I was interested in in your thoughts on there, and certainly appreciate and, you sharing that insight. And,
2: and there aren't many like plays that come to mind where it's like oh well Hendrickson had him, and then the the quarterback broke away from the tackle or Hubbard had him. and Like, I, I don't really recall many of those. So, and, and maybe there were some, but of course, right. But it's not like that's the case. So it is unique. And I, I think uh, Lou and his, his coaching staff would say, well, maybe that comes back around <laughs> in the, for this postseason right. run and balances, his, it balances itself out a bunch, but uh, uh, at least a little bit, because it's almost like turnovers to a degree. Like if you get pressures, Maybe the quarterback just gets it out just in time, but it still affects him. And I think that's been the case more times than not.
0: You mentioned turnovers. Uh, That's going to be big in this game as well. I know the Bengals of late have done a very good job of taking away the football, if I'm not mistaken, 11 turnovers in the last four games. Two four turnover games in there, one against the Bucks. Uh, that's mm-hmm. been something they've done well of late, and the Bills have been pretty gracious with giving away the football. And so, in a game with you know of this magnitude with these quarterbacks, I don't I don't think you're looking to give away possession. So, uh, I think a big storyline for the Bills as well is to take care of the football in this football game. I don't think you can overcome some of the stuff you did uh, against Joe Burrow that you did against Skylar Thompson last week. James, what do you make of this over under? Uh, Courtesy of our friends over at Bet Online, they have it at 48. I thought that was a little low.
2: Oh, it went down, huh? Yeah,
0: the Monday, night down. One was
2: at, the Monday night one was at like 50. And yeah, I, I guess there's a little snow in the forecast. Well, guess yeah. what? Snow is not going to hurt uh, e- either team. I They, right. they both play in, in cold weather, and it might be a little colder up in Buffalo and a little snowier. I, I don't anticipate that impacting much. They're both going to throw it all over the field. I would take the over. I would hammer the over. <laughs> I,
0: right, because I, I normally – we got to do a score prediction. So I normally look at the over under and that's kind of my score range. And I'm predicting these numbers and I'm like, yeah, I think this is going to smash the over. First of all, never bet the under, right? Like not that we're betting guys, but just don't be that guy that bets the under you're that's never fun. Don't root no. against points, but
2: don't score. Don't score. Right. That's no, no way to watch a football no game. Especially if you don't have a dog punks. in
0: the punt, Right. Yeah. <laughs> punt, like, punt pu-
2: Yeah. Like <laughs> honestly, a 48, 44, like, like that would be crazy you oh know?
0: man i don't know if we get that high but uh no, I'll no think.
2: we don't no but but hey that would be one of those historic games that right. everybody remembers right
0: so. all right so they make us do predictions so we will um and and of course we're doing this we're recording this on wednesday morning uh we haven't had a practice we haven't seen an injury report there's a lot of variables throughout the course of the week. So obviously stay tuned into Lockdown Bills and Lockdown Bengals for coverage the rest of the week, which could obviously impact our overall in, insight uh, on this game as we learn new information. But James, I'm not going to pick against the Bills. I, I obviously feel like the Bengals have a very good chance to win this game, but uh, I like the Bills at home, 31-28. Uh, to 28. I, I think them being a two-dimensional offense should help them in this game. Uh, I think being at home is going to be a major advantage. Um, and, uh, again, I, I certainly obviously see the path for Joe Burrow. But, uh, you know, the, the Bills team's hot, just like the Bengals. They're at home, two-dimensional offense. Both are good on defense. I'll lean into the Bills here.
2: Uh, don't blame me. I get it. It's uh, Bengals fans are going to love this. This is a coin flip game. And it's it's one of those where it's the margins are just really tight and especially now with the Bengals' offensive line issues or potential offensive line issues. And yet, good luck betting against Joe Burrow. Like, I'm not right. doing that. If, you know, I've seen it too often. And, you know, he's 4-1 and one in the playoffs, which is the most playoff wins in Bengals history already. They've just found ways to make plays. And I think that, and Bills fans are going to love this, they played the best defense that they're going to face in the AFC bracket last week. And they had to do it back-to-back weeks, and they somehow found a way, even though it was a really tough matchup. So I expect this offense to be better in the turnover part of this. So there's two things. I mentioned the skill guys. I have really high expectations for Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins this week. Also, the turnover part of it, I think the Bengals win the turnover battle. It might not be as crazy as it was against Miami, where both teams are giving it back and forth. And the Bengals might have a turnover, but I, I, I think they get one more possession somehow than the Bills and that's the difference and and we'll go high here and maybe not 48-44 <laughs> although i would i would love to make that prediction and be serious about it let's go 34-31 Evan McPherson delivers he's he's had his ups and downs this year Evan McPherson delivers a couple big field goals and uh especially one late that it uh, proves to be the difference as uh, the Bengals escape Orchard Park with a win
0: There it is now who do they play
2: <laughs> Man I'll tell you what I, I hope for honestly, and th- this is where bills and, and Bengals can relate. I want to play at home. I don't want to travel. I'm, I'm very much we, my, my wife and I had a, a baby girl two weeks ago. And uh, <laughs> so I, I don't want to leave as much as possible. I want to try to stay homebound. And so let's go Trevor Lawrence. Come on. Sunshine.
0: <laughs> you go know, 52 that... touchdowns. How <laughs> Are you? I, I thought about this yesterday. That Jaguars team's not not unlike that Bengals team from last year, right? Kind of similarities. Right, got similarities. Hot, young yep. number one overall pick quarterback that certainly like comes into his own. Uh, I I can see it, man. I think you got some some really talented football teams here in the final four. And look, I don't think this is going to be an, an annual situation. I'm pretty sure with. Herbert and well, Herbert's not here, but Lawrence and and Mahomes and Allen and Burrow and Herbert will be knocking on the door as well. I think this is uh, this is the new AFC for sure.
2: And I think the Chiefs are beatable, like not just questions, like if, if either of the teams we cover see them next week, it's like, okay, well, they're good. But that defense isn't awesome. Can you just find a way to guard Jarek McKinnon out of the backfield? Right. Like, right. W- why is it rocket science to all right. these NFL teams? Right. I mean, they've been vulnerable.
0: A... Yeah. Houston in overtime, Tennessee with Malik Willis took them to overtime. They lost the Bills and the Bengals. And I, I think the Bills and the Bengals were the better team those days. Like, this might be the AFC championship, James. But, uh, <laughs> We said that last year about oh, Bill's Chiefs, and then the Bengals ruined the whole party, right? So you never know. Yeah, man.
2: A lot in, in these two teams are uh, – yeah, they, they want to ruin the Chiefs party because I think a lot of people are on the Chiefs still, nationally at least. So we'll see. See if they yeah. can. Going to be fun. Uh, yeah, it is. And uh, I'm going to be there, by the way. I made that call. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully um, there isn't a ton of snow on the drive up or the drive back. But that's uh, that's going to do it. Uh, For today's Locked On crossover, make sure you keep it locked on Locked On Bills, Locked On Bengals all week long. We'll have the latest injury news and preview and obviously post-game show following Sunday's matchup. For Joe Marino, I'm James Rapine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.